Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of The Crease Dive. Today is Friday, July 29th. We've got another weekend of PLL action coming our way. The boys are heading down to Jerry World in Dallas. I'm Jordy from Barstool. With me, as always, we've got Dukes on the mic. Uh, Dukes, coming down here pretty much like the final stretch. You know, we've got four more games left here for teams to kind of slot themselves into playoff seeds. Uh, so how are we feeling after a, a pretty big weekend for uh, Fairfield? You know, Jordy, um, what is this week, eight, week eight now? And, you know, I feel great, comfortable with my preseason predictions, you know, week by week, everything changes. Maybe I might not be the best week by week guy in the PLO, but man, my predictions are looking great. How about your cannons prediction? How are you feeling about that now? I mean, technically, listen, here's the thing. The cannons, sure. Do, do they look like absolute dog shit at the moment? Yeah. I mean, have they lost five straight ever since winning in that week one matchup against the, uh, against the water dogs? Sure. But I mean, this league, it's this league. I mean, they're, they're seven teams get into the playoffs. So technically they're still in the hunt. So don't even talk to me about the cannons being dead they could still get into the playoffs. And then once you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. Did you see the, well, just speaking of the cannons, they had a roster overhaul, I believe yesterday. So I, they released Tyson Bell, Shane Jackson, Christian Cuccinello, Brody Merrill went to the injured list and they added Chris Eslany and Andrew Newbold, Mark Cockerton and Alex Smith. Eslany, I like the pickups by them, but I think a lot of people were surprised to see Tyson Bell. Uh, going from, you know, being released by the Cannons. But what happened was he went to the major series lacrosse and you're not allowed to play in both leagues. It's a Canadian box league, I believe, right? The MSL. Yeah. So it's like guys who play for like the, uh, the man cup. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so Tyson Bell was trying to play in both. I think Dan might've called him out on it. And Tyson Bell was like, you snitch. But I, I kind of like the way that Tyson Bell responded. <laughs> like it was like Cannons lacrosse club. We're like, we have released Tyson Bell and Tyson Bell retweets it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's it's like a lot of those guys, like, they just, I mean, like, you, you think about guys who probably could be playing right now, PLL, like, uh, you know, you, like, you look at like a Miles and you look at guys like Tyson Bell mm-hmm. and, um, you know, like a Bomberry type of guy. Like, I mean, all those guys, like, they grow up playing together. Like, uh, like they grow up dreaming about winning Minto cups together, dreaming about winning man cups together. And then what, like you send them around like week by week to a different town only to get fucking shit pumped because they're playing for the dog shit cannons. Like, yeah, if I were Tyson bell, realistically, like I'd probably be like, okay, like, let me just like get picked hang up by out. the chaos again next year. Yeah. I'll get picked up by the chaos next year. Let me like go hang out, play with my boys and yeah. like do like what I'm like, significantly better at a, a much better box player than a, than a field player. Um, I will say though, like, I, I think it probably works out best for the cannons. Like they need a roster overhaul. They suck. Uh, I mean, you can't be one in five. Like that's what blows my mind right now about the chaos. Now, granted, like, yeah, like they had like a mini roster overhaul when they brought back all their guys from the bandits, but like, just this past weekend, so I was in Buffalo for the uh, Chicklets Cup, so I didn't really get a chance to watch most of the games in Fairfield. Uh, you know, Saturday we were playing in the Chicklets Cup all day, uh, and then the Sunday games I was traveling back from Buffalo to Philly, so I didn't get a chance to watch much. Like I caught, 
a good amount of cannons archers while I was waiting in the Buffalo airport. Uh, but the reason I bring that up while I was in Buffalo, I got a, got a chance to uh, run into our, our good pal, good friend of the program to Hogan Nanakoke. Uh, and it just like blows my mind that he's not playing right now. Mm -hmm. Like, just like it is so mind boggling that he's not out there. And yeah, like part of me gets it. It's like, okay, like, the chaos won a championship last year. Like sure. Like maybe like they're like, ah, we don't want to mess with a good thing. It's not a good thing. You guys fucking suck. You're one in five on the year. And granted, like you, you haven't had your entire roster, but it's like, those guys have all been playing together all year long during the all-star break. They all played together, or at least most of them did with um, team Canada at the, at the world sixes. And it's like, you guys still can't figure it out. So I don't, I don't understand why a guy like you want to talk about roster overhauls and like bringing in like big pieces to maybe make a difference. I don't, I don't quite understand why he's not, why he's not there, uh, but it was nice to run into Tahoga. So uh, yeah. we'll have to get him on the podcast again soon. Let me just see what the first game of the week, but like we were talking about right when they got their, the roster back and I was saying like, they kind of needed to pick up. Like I felt like when they, before the bandits came back, they needed to pick up one win. I mean, because then you look at that slate, they had the water dogs, which I think that some people thought that they'd come back firing, a little pissed off at like the Dylan Ward winning the NL championship. They could win that one. Got absolutely slaughtered. They beat the Cannons who suck. But then you run into the Whipstakes and then you see the rest of the schedule. It's like, man, like the chaos. Let's look at the chaos's rest of the schedule. It's. I think they got. So, so they I got the Redwoods. Like, I mean, like you want to stamp. Playing a, good. You want to you stamp a must to win on this one because you got Redwoods. Chrome Archers Atlas to close out the year. Yeah, and like not having a game against the Cannons is like exactly pretty big because like you have that game against the Cannons. Okay, like maybe you get that you know you get that win and then you can kind of separate yourselves. But like right now they're both. I mean they both suck. So like I I don't know really what this all comes down to is that we shouldn't be talking about the cannons or the chaos right now, having any chance of like playing themselves into a playoff position. Like both of these teams are terrible. They're eight. Like, I don't know. That's another thing that I still think like the league needs to kind of figure out. Like you can't, I, I get like, okay. Like you want to be able to sell a quarterfinal and a semifinal in the championship. Like I, I get that, but like, dude, there are eight teams in the league. Like you can't have seven of them make the playoffs. Like it, it's like sure. All right. So they're, they're both sitting at one and five. There are four weeks left. Theoretically. Yes. Like, could they go win out and themselves at five and five? And then like, you know, like there have been NFL teams that have made the playoffs yeah. at under 500. So it's like, it's like not that unheard of, but still like, I don't know. Cause the thing that I hate the most, which I know is going to happen the chaos suck, but they're not going to suck as hard as the cannons. They're going to get themselves into the playoffs. They're going to be that seven seed. And then they're going to start to get all pissed off at us when we're like, you guys suck. Like no one's picking you. It's the same thing that they do every year. And then it's like, well, fuck you guys. Like you didn't pick us. And it's like, no, you guys are so bad at this. Like you're dog shit. Like, yeah, did you just win a championship last year? Sure. Whatever. But like you guys sucked all year. Like don't get pissed off at us because you're dog shit. So I agree with that sentiment this year, but I'm, I'm trying to look at like the 2021 20 standings and just like years past. 
I feel like the difference between first and seventh place wasn't that drastic. So you would like look at it and be like, all right, like I kind of see why you'd have seven teams and like the difference, the margin of error is like very small. But yeah, this year it's like, what are we going to let in? Like a two, a two and an eight team. Like it just looks ridiculous. It looks preposterous. I think that there's a good chance and then that the two there's and eight, a two and then, that there's and then a the two and eight team wins it all. Yeah. Which is like just ridiculous. Um, but I'd like, so just going off like the chaos. Like, so I went to Fairfield. If I was a PLL city hosting a weekend, I would just take notes from what the Fairfield did. Like it was packed day one and day two. Like they say sold out. And a lot of people online are like, oh, was it really sold out? Jordy sold out not a seat that you could sit in like if there was an open seat on one side of the bleachers it was because people were at the beer concessions it was because people were sitting in the grass it was i didn't even sit on the field or anything i just went with my buddies two kids who don't play lacrosse at all and they were like like i showed them the atlas redwoods game and it was probably the best regular season pll game i've watched in a while and like having them watch that they were like i'm all in on the pll they're like let's go back tomorrow like it was as good of a weekend as you could have as a Long Island guy, I'm questioning, is Fairfield the capital of pro lacrosse? Like, I hyped up Albany. I was blown away by Fairfield. Like, blown away by Fairfield. Um, especially because I show, like, usually I feel like attendance dips day two. Attendance was packed both days. Very, very impressed. But I, I went out on uh, Saturday night, as I've been known to do in my time, and I ran into some players, some good players, won't name names. Or anything, but I I ran into the chaos guys. You know they're celebrating, getting their championship rings, and I'm my memory's a little hazy, but I'm fairly certain that I was like, yeah, you guys are so good. I swear to God, if you guys start saying that like people are doubting you, I was like, nobody's doubting you. Like I have like a very fuzzy memory of me being like, nobody doubts you guys. Like just get into the playoffs, you guys are probably win it all. Yeah, but it's like no, but you know what? I'm like, I was like a little tipsy, and I was like, I was like, they're like, yeah, we'll bounce back, we'll bounce back. I was like, yeah, but like, like if I talk shit about you guys, like, don't blame me. <laughs> yeah, like that's what it is. It's like, like I, I don't think anyone is like that. The chaos are bad. It just they're playing like dog shit. Yeah, they're they're not dog shit, but they're playing like dog shit. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I really do. I wish that I got a chance to like really like see all the games uh, this weekend. It was just a little too busy to, to watch them. Um, but I mean, I mean, it makes it like Connecticut. They are just like lax, right? Like I, I feel like Connecticut is is much similar to uh, much more similar to Baltimore than it would be to like a Long Island. Um, or affiliate where it's like, like just pure lax rats. Like you, you've kind of said in, in the past yeah. where it's like long Island are a bunch of guys who are really good at lacrosse, but it's not like, like they, they'll like, like football more than lacrosse or shit like that. Like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So they're just good at lacrosse. It's not like they like, are like, just like crazy about it. I feel like Connecticut has like those lax rats, like just people who are just like, like, this is the number one thing in my life like PLLs coming here. Like, yeah, I'm going to go like, they have like their outfit picked out for weeks in advance. I made a, uh, I made a TikTok at there where I was like, this is like, this is the whitest thing you could ever see. It was like, we're in Fairfield County, Connecticut for like a professional lacrosse game. And there's like a 10 year old kid wearing like a vineyard vines, vineyard vines hat. 
And it was, it was funny. Funny's funny. And it kind of like popped off on TikTok. And then I just start getting the comments and they're like, this isn't a white person's game. You've, you stole the game from the native Americans. And I was like, all right, come on guys. It's not yeah. that serious. It, there's a 10 year old wearing a vineyard vines hat. Like how white at a lacrosse game? Like how white is that? No, dude. Like I, I would, I would love to like just walk through the parking lot of, of the tailgate before those games. And it's just like Range Rover, Audi, Range Rover, oh. Tesla, Range Rover, like, <laughs> It was it was it was ridiculous. Um, all right, well, yeah. I mean, shout out to Fairfield. I mean, from everything that I've heard, it it sounds like everyone is kind of on the same page of like that needs to be like a like like a lockdown, like an annual spot for for the PLL. So that I mean, dare dare I say championship weekend? Dare you say it? And I think that that's actually probably going to be like a good way for, because eventually you have to imagine that the league is going to eventually go to a city-based model. They'll definitely get like, a team. Like, like it, it, it can't be tour-based forever. Like you're going to start to lose guys if, if you do that. Like give people like a home base to go. But like, I think as we keep going along, like you're going to see more and more places get hit with a stop. Like, you know, so like Philly's going to get a stop every year. Baltimore is always going to get a stop every year. Long Island's always going to get a stop every year. Like, I think like Fairfield, you give them a, a stop every year and then it just like naturally transitions. Like, okay, Fairfield, you have a team. Yeah, no, I, I, think, I, I, yeah. I think that, I think that Connecticut, we, I was saying this like also just in general with like Philly, Philly, Long Island. Like if you did the, when, the, the I think it's pretty set in stone that eventually they'll go back to the city-based model. You're telling me that you give like Long Island, you have Fairfield, you have Philly, like, eight Friday night games. Cause we were talking about uh, before the show, like the Saturday midday games are just tough for people just to like put their eyes on in the middle of the summer, when you're at the shore, when you're in the Hamptons, when you're trying to do free activities, when it's nice weather out. So I personally believe like what's the best ways to get eyes on the sport, a Friday night game, especially if it's like on Long Island, eight, eight home games in the summer, like that will get people to be like, all right, I'll go to like five games this year. You know, they don't have to really like waste a Saturday or Sunday. My biggest proposal, I would love a Monday night game. A Monday night game on ESPN, make it like the summer thing, like a Monday night lacrosse game. Get get like Ryan Boyle on the call, like or maybe even like two Monday night games like they've been doing. Like that's that's where I think you get a lot of eyes on me. You could like maybe Dukes, transfer like Dukes, that that brain of yours. That's you a like good that? one. That's a good idea. I mean, it's it's not like a like a revolutionary. Like obviously, it's like we're stealing from just football. But like, yeah, like give me a like. A, it works. It oh, buddy, <laughs> it, works. it works. It works. Follow the money. It works. Um, yeah, no, I I think that that be that 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 would definitely be a huge way to do it. Just as as long as they don't just start doing like. Again, it's going to take a while before lacrosse can be like, all right, we also have a Thursday night game. And now here's the month. It's like, all right, like Friday right, nights, like, Friday nights and Monday nights are where you're going to make the money. Yeah. Getting yeah, eyes yeah. on the TV. Um, all right. And I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to be pretty interested in the turnout in Dallas this week. Although I guess. So what, what, what is it? I mean, it's Dallas adjacent, right? It's so it's they're playing so, at the, the, yeah. the star at Frisco. So I don't I don't really know. Uh, I'm Dallas. going I'm going like this. So yeah. my, my theory, because my sister and her lacrosse fiance, boy or whatever, he was talking like, so the way that it was mapped out, because I have a family reunion this weekend, but I was originally like thinking about going to this weekend. 
where all the lacrosse players live. I mean, I'm sure they're going to go because it's like the PLL stop and like they don't mind driving to like Dallas Stadium. But I think it's very far away from where all the lacrosse players and like wealthier towns are located, which is like South Dallas, I think. That she was explaining it. I could have my maps wrong, but um, well, I think like that, they'll like, probably make the trip at, over there, right? Yeah, it's like the you, you'd like hope so, probably, right? Yeah, you'd hope so. That's what I'm saying. Like it's like I think that would be like a test. There would be like a test for being like how how much does Dallas really like across? How much are they willing to travel? But I I mean I have high hopes because I think Dallas is one of like those places that's somewhat exploding, and I, I I've I've noticed a trend in Dallas having like a hotbed of goalies. So I uh, bet, oh yeah okay oh I, yeah so so your boy Nunez yeah yeah right. and then you had like Dan Morris like I just noticed that like. Dallas people just like kind of just like are always committed somewhere. They're like you'll look at like the the like the top three goalies on like very good programs. Like I guarantee one of those yeah. goalies is from Dallas. Well, also, yeah. the greatest lacrosse player in the world currently is from Dallas. Yes, Charlotte North. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Just All right. Sure was that a test? Being, yeah. Making sure you weren't being, being sexist. sexist. There. Dude, I have three making sisters. Sure you se- <laughs> Guy loves women. Three sisters. Yeah. Uh, scientifically proven. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, the league is heading into uh, into Jerry World this this weekend, heading down to Dallas Cowboys practice facility, uh, and it all gets going on Saturday at two p.m. The uh, the one and only game that'll be on ESPN this weekend. The rest will all be available streaming on ESPN plus uh so if you head on over to the barstool sportsbook we've got the atlas taking on the archers uh this is saturday 2 p.m archers right now favored on the spread minus one and a half we've got atlas on the money line plus 100 they're coming off of a tough wit tough loss against the redwoods um tell you what dudes i mean i mean you've mentioned this before you'll mention it again but you want to beat the Atlas, the two bomb is going to be your answer. And we saw that last week with the Redwoods. Uh, but Atlas on the money line plus 100, Archers at minus 127. Over under on this one set at 24 and a half. Uh, Archers laid a nice little beat down on my, my lowly cannons uh, last weekend. So, uh, I mean, the return of Grand Ament, what do you have? Four assists on the day. Pretty, pretty solid return for, for GA16. I think that. You know, the more that he plays, the more he's just going to keep racking up those points. Uh, so we've got Atlas coming off, you know, a little bit tail tucked between their legs and Archer's coming in hot. Uh, how are you feeling about this one to start off the weekend? It'll be interesting to see if Trevor is activated again. Um, look, I've kind of said it. I think that he's MVP. I think that Atlas are really good. I think that their midfielders have to step up a little bit more. Um, I mean, they played in one of the best. I said they played in one of the best regular season lacrosse games I've ever watched in my life. Like, if you were going to sell someone on the PLL, you t- you show them that Atlas Redwoods game. Like, that's how good of a game it was. But like, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like very much liking. Like, I, I'd say if I had to pick two teams right now to win it all, I'm picking the Water Dogs or the Archers. Um, I think the Water Dogs are the most complete team, but I'll get to that later. But the Archers, I mean, Will Manny's having an MVP performance year. Um, Amen did score a goal last week, but and like he he said like he said he, he felt like it was one of his worst professional games, and they still put up 17 points. So like when he gets really going and he feels very comfortable in this offense, how dangerous can they be? 
So I'm really liking what I'm seeing from the Archers. Um, Matt Moore, in my opinion, is Rookie of the Year. Trey LeClaire picking off of uh, Tom Schreiber is just a dangerous duo. So, yeah, especially if Trevor's out of this game and the Archers could equalize the faceoff or, you know, even dominate a little bit against Falp, who is said in this podcast that he's the worst faceoff guy in the world. No, um, no, yeah. no, no, no. He said, he said he's the worst lacrosse player. Lacrosse player. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I yeah. mean, guy can take some faceoffs <laughs> with the best of them, but then you keep the ball on a stick and he's – his own words, although I, I think he his play backs it up sometimes. Sometimes, so <laughs> Just... yeah. For also, I'll, I'll say that comment. Like I think about all the time when I see him play, and it makes me crack up because I'm like, he's so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's foul versus uh, what's this? Justin Anasio. So yeah, I, I kind of like the archers in this one. So I'm going to take archers minus one and a half. Yeah, I mean, so the first time that these two Ask teams for that played... archers money line. Archer's money line. I hate, I hate playing with the spreads anymore. I look like an idiot. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, the first time that these two teams played against each other, uh, I mean, the Atlas came out 10-9 in week four, but again, that was before Grant Ament was involved. Um, so, you know, we'll see how much of an impact he makes on this one. Again, like I, I do think, like, I mean, it's it's that two bomb against Kincannon, right? I mean, the, the Redwoods put up three. Granted, one of the uh, Redwoods two-pointers last weekend was while Kincana was still trying to run back into the net after, mm-hmm. uh, you know, chasing down a, a ball that went out of bounds. But I don't know. I guess I'm trying to think about like right now, like how the archers are going to be scoring like most of their points. Like I think that this one will be pretty tight. Um, and I, I don't really see the Atlas as a team that loses two in a row. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't really have a feel one like I I'd, I'd call this one a pick 'em in my in my opinion but I do love the over at 24 and a half. I think that both of these offenses are really going to be flying around down there. Um I'll take that with you. I like that. Yeah. I mean I, I feel like also like probably like Jerry World has like some some turf that's a little boosted. Fast, yeah, fast yeah, turf. Just yeah, fast, fa- turf. Fa- yeah, fast, yeah, fast fast turf uh so I I could see I can see this one being a, a nice little uh just back and forth all day and whoever scores the last goal ends up winning. So I'm not going to choose a team, but I do love the over in that one uh, at four 30 on ESPN plus. So heading over to the Barstool Sportsbook, you can get the whip snakes do the whips. They're they're five and one on the year. They still like haven't had a, like a signature game yet. I feel like this year where it's like that team is just so much better than everyone else, but they just keep showing up every week and they just keep winning and they've proven why they're the premier team in the premier lacrosse league. Uh, so we've got the whip snakes taking on the Chrome whip snakes on the spread favorite at minus one and a half on the money line. We've got Chrome plus a hundred, same thing as the last game, yeah. Chrome plus a hundred uh, whip snakes minus minus one twenty seven. over under on this one set at 23 and a half. I mean, listen, the, the whip snakes are without a doubt the most dominant team in the league, but they hate covering. They despise covering it's they'll they'd rather jump off a bridge before they cover so before we even get into this one like i am gonna say chrome plus one and a half little little one goal game here um but i mean the the whips right now here's the thing they're clinched already are they not they're pretty much like i they have i thought i saw i thought i saw a graphic put out by the pll social that they're clinched so here's what i'll say I don't know. I didn't see the tweet, 
but I was going to the, the PLL like playoff predictor and it said that whip snakes have a hundred percent chance of making the playoffs. But then at the bottom, there was like the X for the clinch and it didn't have the X next to the whip snakes. So I don't know if Joe Keegs's math is off or if the social intern should be fired for not putting the X next to the name. They should have to battle each other. Joe, Joe Keegs versus social intern Braveheart yeah. to start off the weekend. In Mike Grable's office on Monday. But um, yeah. no, I think, so you're, you're taking Chrome plus one and a half? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like maybe maybe it's not quite the time. Although, no, you know what? Disregard that. I'm out. I totally forgot. Rambo's going to have to see that Dallas Cowboys star on the field, and he's going to be making that field his bitch. bitch yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Good I mean, if, if, if there's one place where – Matt Rambo truly wants to desecrate. It would be anything to do with Jerry Jones. So yeah. All right. I'm going to change on the fly here. Whips minus one and a half. So this isn't, this isn't quite the week there. There might come a time and where Rambo the points. Yeah. Oh, Rambo points big time. Um, there, there's going to come a time where maybe they like kind of hit cruise control a little bit. They're like, all right, like we've, like who who knows? Like maybe the whip snakes don't want that first bye week um in, in heading into the playoffs. Like maybe there's a point where they hit cruise control and they're like, all right, we're already good. Let's just focus on the playoffs. I don't think that it'll start this week, though. So my take. I think Rambo points is a big, big play this weekend. My my take on the game is that Gutty, a Giants fan, and Rambo will go off. But also, so when I was talking about, the, well, here's what I'll say about the Chrome, is when I was saying rookie of the year, Matt Moore, I think he's the best rookie. Like, you could put him at off ball, you could put him dodging up top at X. He's just so versatile. If you're talking about, like, who's probably going to win rookie of the year, it's probably Brendan Nickturn. Um, I think he's really turned heads, you know, not even being a first-round draft pick. Um, you could say that he Nick turned heads. Ah, well, that was punny. And, um, but look, I think that both these, I think that Burnlor's had a very big back, like he turned this year around, I think from especially last year getting pulled in the playoffs. So he's right now like leading the league in percentage and saves or whatever. So I like the under in this one. And then I do like whips um, minus one and a half. I, I just think that this young Chrome defense, um, young Chrome attack going against this veteran, you know, whips Maryland defense and goaltender i think that they're gonna cause a lot of problems for this this young team so yeah i like whips minus one and a half and i I like the under yeah um also i don't think that the chrome and what and whips have played played. yeah um gutty revenge game too okay yeah all right yeah I'm, i'm about as sold as i could possibly be now on on whip snakes minus one and a half that was that was a good that was a good chop up session yeah um yeah, I don't know. And and like I've said before, like, I don't know. I, I've always the Chrome are absolutely better than I was expecting them to be this year. But I didn't. I don't know. I, I, I thought that there'd come a time where they kind of started to fall back into place to where they should be. Um, not, you know, not at the top of the league. Like, I think they fall right in the middle. And that's, you know, we kind of saw that happen you know, over these past couple of weeks uh, mm-hmm. and then dropping that overtime loss to the water dogs last weekend. So I think, you know, they start to fall a little bit more, but I, you know, they're going to be comfortably fine into rolling into the playoffs. Like that's, 
not an issue at all. Um, but I just think that they, the top teams in the league start to separate themselves a little bit. Uh, and that'll be the whip snakes pulling away with this one. Uh, moving into Sunday. So Sunday at 1 PM, We've got the water dogs taking on the cannons water dogs. Obviously, uh, do they have anybody on, on their roster from Dallas because having the Connecticut kid, Connor Kelly on the roster certainly helped them in overtime last weekend uh, with that 11 to 10 overtime dub over the Chrome. We've got water dogs taking on the cannons, the new and We'll see improved cannons with that roster overhaul. Uh, go on to the Barstool Sportsbook, and we've got Water Dogs favored on the spread, minus one and a half. On the money line, we've got Water Dogs minus 167, cannons plus 130, over under on this one, set at 24 and a half. Uh, Dukes, you, you've mentioned that you, you are uh, enamored with this Water Dogs team, just totally smitten by this roster. So, you take the floor on this one. And me, if you heard me and Dan Arrestia's conversation in Fairfield about the Water Dogs, I mean, like I don't think that they're bad, really, in any area of the game. I think up and down they're pretty solid, and especially when like Withers is in full health and healthy, like they don't really have a weakness. Um, I think that the first game against the Cannons was a fluke. I think they played way better in the second half of that game. I think that if you know, it's like kind of like that NCAA championship game when people were like, if you gave Cornell five more minutes, like what happens? Like give the Water Dogs five more minutes in that game, what happens? So their only losses were really, in my opinion, a fluke loss to the Cannons we've won. And then they had that one goal loss to the uh, whatever, the Whip Snakes. So I think that, you know, the second half of the year, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Water Dogs ended up with the one seed. Um, completely enamored with them. I think that this is an easy win. I will say that someone tweeted at me, is the Water Dogs better without Michael Sowers? I wouldn't say that. Um, I won't go back on that take. I retweeted it because it was funny because when they went out, when he went out of the game, they won. But he had, he had a first half hat trick. So, like, can't really say shit about that. But, yeah, I think that the, uh, the Water Dogs are really, really good. I think that the Cannons are really, really bad. And if the Water Dogs lose this game, I will look like an idiot once again. Yeah, I will say the I I think we're we're starting to see. So obviously, beginning of the season, Lyle and Asher Nolting turned turned out to be a, a really solid combo together. Now that you also give Lyle a Jonathan Donville yeah. to work with, like I think that that's now another really good combination for this cannons team to really uh you know just again just give the ball to lyle like and and just let him work with the guys that he wants to work with and then everybody else just like do like somewhat what your job is like just don't completely fuck up as long as you just keep giving the ball to lyle let lyle do his thing everybody else doesn't fuck up like you can be in a spot you'll be in positions where you can win games. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that, that would just be the only thing in this game that really makes me think that the cannons would have a chance. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they do have that. Maybe, you know, they're probably feeling pretty down on themselves. They're one in five, but now they get to play against a team that they've already beat before the only team that they've beat so far this season. So maybe that's a little confidence boost for the rest of the squad heading into this one. 
keep giving Lyle the ball, like force him the ball, make sure that he has the ball on a stick for, I mean, what are games? 48 minutes. He yeah. should have the ball on a stick for 27 of those minutes. Um, so I don't know. Like, I, I think that they can keep this one close and I think that there can be a lot of goals in this game. So I do, again, I, I like the over in this one. Um, I don't know. Is, is it going to be enough? Like I'd probably go water dogs on the money line, but it's, it's minus 167. So whatever. Uh, but I like the over in this one. I like the cannons to keep it close, but I still don't think that they get a win. Yeah. Um, I, I think dogs by a million, the dogs are back. And I also just think that like, the cannons also. Now I, th- have I to- think dogs by like dogs by it probably like three. Like there's gonna be a, a time where like cannons are like right there towards the end, but just can't get it done, and then water dogs just finally pull away and put that final dagger in. Dogs the, by three. The dogs also like the dogs. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. But are the cannons having to come back with like having to like fill in those new offensive guys? And just like getting like those pieces together again because they dropped a couple of pieces. I don't know how much that's really going to change their offense or their flow. Could not do anything. Might make it better. Might make it worse. So really, it's hearsay. But I'm going to bet on the dogs and the cannons offense just like having to like just mesh again. Yeah. Um, Oh, one last thing I want to say. Ryan Drenner was about an inch and a half from having the nastiest shot in lacrosse history last weekend. That that backhand snipe was like just a little bit too low to be perfectly framed by that corner. But the, like the, the script, like the still shot, if if that ball was an inch and a half higher, just perfectly placed right under the crossbar in that pipe with the backhand, that would be, I mean, we're talking just an all time shot in lacrosse history. We also talked about like almost cool, almost cool goals. That was really hard to say. Almost cool. Yeah. Almost almost cool goals are way cooler than cool goals. It's a wild take. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the one, because, because then then you can use your, you can use your, uh, your imagination Imagination, on like how much sicker it would have looked had it happened like that. Mac O'Keefe's goal was so sick. Uh, Yeah. Double pipe. And it's like, you know, it's coming and you still can't stop it. No. I mean, the kid loads up low to high. Just get get the boys running out for the next face off. Um, but yeah, I mean, water dogs in that one. But I, I think a lot of goals should be scored. Uh, and then Redwoods taking on the chaos to close out the weekend on the Barstool Sportsbook. We've got Redwoods on the spread minus one and a half. Uh, but both of these teams minus one thirteen on the money line. Uh, and then the over under set at 23 and a half last time that these two teams played uh, they were both winless at the time. And then the Redwoods won that game 11 to seven uh, Redwoods also coming off of a big time win over the Atlas last week. Um, I don't know. Like again, like Redwoods, I feel like I'm, I'm just going to always be back and forth on the Redwoods depending on how their previous week went. So it's like the, the Redwoods are either terrible or they're a team that will be playing in Philly for the championship. Like last week, they kind of look like a team that should be playing for a championship. Um, yeah. Get- 
Also, I think no, but like I think TD TD had an awesome game. I mean, I know it wasn't going against Trevor, but I think TD is going to find his footing for the rest of the year. Um, I think the the Woods are hungry. Uh, I think that they feel disrespected a little bit around here. Like by around here, I mean like lacrosse Twitter. Um, I don't think anybody in the league really disrespects them, but I think that a lot of like I don't even want to call it like lacrosse for Twitter media because we're such losers, but like a lot of people on lacrosse Twitter like doubting the Redwoods. Um, I like the under in this one. Look, I'm a huge Jack Kelly guy. Um, I think that when he's on his game, like it's kind of like that Herb Brooks, it's kind of that Herb Brooks thing. It's like he couldn't even start. He's like, have you seen him on his game? Like when he's on, he's on. Um, I like the under. Uh, I think you got like two of the best goalies in the world in this one. And I don't even want to fucking pick a side of this game because I have no idea. This is like two rock. This is going to be like a rock fight, in my opinion. Like two teams that feel like this is like a must win for both sides. I don't know, like a, it's not a must win for the Woods because they're probably going to be in the playoffs. But how how sad is that? That two and four. It's like, all right, yeah, like you're you're good. You're a lock. They they want to like they like the Woods want to like jump into the, like they want to go on like they want to start going on a roll. Like they don't want to like. Just like limp, limp their way into they, the like they want to yeah. be like a top three season players. Like they want to be like end the season like four like enough four and one streak or something. So that's what I'm saying. It's almost like a must win in their head. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that the I under is a great take. play. I yeah. think that the under is a anyone. really great play in this one. Can I bet um, on a good time? Yeah, a great time had by all. Uh, 3 30 p.m. on ESPN plus uh, it's it's going to be just just a, a great show for everybody and again it's it's like both of these teams right now I mean so they're what a combined like three and nine yeah both teams are so good like or at least have the have the ability to be so good so like it's going to be a really good lacrosse game and they're a combined three and nine three teams have been to the PLL championship in history the three and nine team, like the, the yeah. Redwoods, the chaos and the whip snakes. It's hilarious to think about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really do. I love that underplay. Cause again, I feel like I mentioned it a few times now, but it's like Redwoods can really get themselves rolling when they get the two bomb going. Good luck getting those yeah, ones they, past blaze. Yeah. Um, a hungry blaze now too. Yeah. A, a hungry blaze. And like, we'll see. I mean, like, Heads have to start rolling in that chaos locker room. Like I know that like this is kind of their MO, right? It's it's I think it's, what they, it's it's what they do best. It's like, all right, like we're gonna be we're we're we might suck in the regular season, but we gotta do just enough to get into the playoffs. And then once we're in the playoffs, we're winners. We'll figure out a way to get there from there. But like I don't know, you can only rely on that so much before guys like really start like like freaking out either in a good way or a bad way. Like you can like freak out and like the wheels could come off this thing and it could be a total disaster or you could like start freaking out and like someone's just going to completely take over a game. Like we could see like a Josh Byrne, like five and two game. Yeah. So I mean, I like we could see, we could see Dane Smith have like a a nice little, like four goal game. I, I think this might come across as a hot take. So everyone bear with me. Because it might not like I don't. I had hot take time. I think that they might have the best midfielder and the best attackman, pretend, like when they're on in the world. Like I think Dane Smith last year when he was rolling in the playoffs, like it was like who's who's a better attackman than him right now? Yeah, like, like because who's, who's going to stop him? Because you look at him, it's not crazy take because he's the best. He's the NLL MVP, 
but then when you like condense the field and field that the PLL does, he it just strengthens his game. This is only like his third year playing on grass. And he's, he's like a monster. He's so tall. He's like 6'3, six, 6'4. Six, like he's a monster. And then Josh Byrne is like a monster at attack. Those are like crazy, crazy goals. The way he uses his body, the way he just uses finesse skills. So like when this offense is clicking, like I like I think that like Josh Byrne is almost like a combo of Zed and Rambo. Like it's I think he I think he's severely underrated. Like, and that's like he's a PLL all-star, and I think he's severely underrated. I, I, yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. Like, I feel like who would you like if you were going to take it to take one attackman last playoff run? I mean, obviously, like, it's like easy to say in retrospect because they won the championship. But, like, Josh Byrne, I thought was the best player in the field every single game, right? No, I, I, I think like you ask a lot of people, like, who's like the you know, like, name some of the best players in the league, like, obviously, people who like you know are watching lacrosse like pretty like you can't just like ask like your buddy, they're gonna say, uh, I don't know, like. Yeah, Paul Rabel. Oh, yeah, um, exactly. Which, which, by the way, he just put out a uh, something on Instagram about uh potentially coming back out of retirement. Paul, please, for the love of God, just stay retired. It might have just been a joke, but I no, saw it's Dan not. Ressi it's tweeted not. out. It's not. Please stay yeah. retired. He's gonna, go um, the, he's, gonna, he's gonna go to the Water Dogs, by the way. But but either way, like you, you talk to people, and it's like, yeah, like like I, I feel like Josh Byrne would be like that overlooked, like forgotten name, and Tom then like Kelly. some. Yeah, and then some. Yeah, kind of similar yeah. to Connor Kelly. I'd say probably better than Connor Kelly. For sure. um, but it's like one of those ones where it's like you know, like they say their names of like who they think the best players in the league are, and then you say, oh, "What about Josh Byrne?" And they're like, "Ah, yeah, shit, no, yeah, definitely Josh." So it's like it's one that everyone knows is like he's like sick and like top tier in this league, but like you just like for some reason forget about every once in a while. So I like I think. I'd, yeah. I'd go ahead and, and say that your take is is pretty uh, based in in reality on that one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, again, like if, if these guys get themselves going, they're a championship caliber team. Like that's what mm-hmm. pisses me off the most about them. It's like no one's doubting them. It's just that they're not giving us reason to believe in them. They can do that this week at three thirty p.m. So I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna take the chaos. I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. Put, flop it right down on the table here. Um, this I'll is. I'll take the chaos. I'm with you. Yeah, let's let's ride with the chaos. Ride, and then here's ri- another thing ri- too. Let's ride hey, for chaos. Hey, hey, chaos nation. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's um, ride. but the good thing about this is, we can now run this tape back. So let's say that the chaos lose this game. Let's say that they limp their way into the playoffs though, because the cannons just lose their way out of it we can now have this on record being like, no, no, no. Like we were riding with you guys in week in week eight, which by the way, real quick as a side note here, I hate that this is week eight, but it's the seventh week of games. Mm-hmm. Don't count the all-star game as a week because that's going to throw me off. Um, but we have this now on record being like, Hey, we were riding with the chaos. You guys were one in five and we were riding with you in week eight. So that just kind of covers all of our bases on that one. No, I agree. Um, I think it's also like a great weekend. Just all good, like tight games, I think. Besides the water dogs by a million. Um, all right. Well, that'll do it for uh, this week's slate of games. Make sure that you guys are following us on uh, social. We are at the crease die, both on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure that you guys are subscribed to the YouTube channel. If you aren't already, 
I have no idea what you're doing, but tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies, tell everybody. Uh, enjoy your weekend. And in the meantime, we'll be keeping it low to high until the day we die. We out. Never meant that much to me. How do I find?